lovely choice of music fading away there, Jim. We could have listened to that for a few, a few, a few hours, but uh, nevertheless, we have other very interesting guests, and our next guest is Karen Foley. Karen is the Environmental Awareness Officer with the Clare County Council, and uh, she's here to discuss a particular issue that has arisen, I suppose, in East Clare and maybe many other places in recent times. That is the issue of algal blooms and. Uh, something we've come across a little before, those of us who live near the lakes of East Clare. So, Karen, first of all, you're very welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Pat and Jim, for having me here this morning. And the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what is or what are algal blooms? Well, they essentially are, as you described, they're a bloom, they're an algae. They're, it's called a blue-green algae, which is um, a cyanobacteria. And I'll mention the word bacteria because when we're identifying it, it's, um, it's microscopic. So you have to look under the microscope to, um, to identify it. So basically, blue-green algae or cyanobacteria, when it, when it builds up in the lake, it can surface and cause this, this bloom across the water. And that's what people will see when, um, when they say there's a blue-green algal bloom in, in, in a lake. And, um, and, you know, the thing is, it can come and go. So it could be there one moment, it could be gone, and it kind of builds up over time. And um, when it's at its worst, it's almost like it, it can get really thick. It could be about maybe a centimetre or an inch thick, and it looks like pea soup, if you can imagine mm-hmm. what pea soup looks like. Yeah. But it's kind of that colour, that kind of greeny, luminous colour that, 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 that you see when, when, when it's there on, on a lakeshore in particular. So it's quite visible, first of all, Karen. And it, yeah. yeah, it can be. But sometimes, you know, um, our, our laboratory team, they, they, as part of the Blue Flag programme, will be checking for it when they're out doing their bacterial samples for as part of the Blue Flag programme. So, so they're checking for it um, on a weekly or, or, or um, every second week to see, see what, the, what it's like at a particular Blue Flag beach in particular. And, um, you know, say if you're in Mount Shannon or at Two Mile Gate and you're on the piers there, and if you look down through the water column, you'll see little flecks. If you look hard, you'll see little flecks um, in the water, even outside of it being a bloom. And that's what, what they're looking at. They're seeing, is there any sign or is there any sign of these flecks in the water column? And often there is a presence, but it doesn't mean that there is a problem because they're below a certain level. Um, but that's what they're looking for when they're doing their checks. And, and literally, when you know when the conditions are right, when the we- when the weather is good, in particular, these flecks can all bloom to the surface, and that's what creates the bloom. And I suppose um, I, I know that I've gone past in the years. You know, some of the fishermen out in the lake will say that they see it in the middle of the lake. So it can be the case that it's it's kind of brought in ashore as well. And yeah. is it, is no, it ahead, at what stage? Do you call a halt to swimming activity? Is it when it reaches the surface and and forms yeah. that pea soup like, uh, yeah, you know, texture? So when it reaches the surface, it, it forms a bloom, and once it forms a bloom, now you you I don't think it was, you know, it reached that thick pea soup that you can see if you you Google it, like you know, it didn't reach that, but there was a bloom. It was kind of a bloom on the surface. So at that stage, then um, the laboratory team in Clare County Council will notify the HSE, and um, and generally there is a prohibition put on the swimming then. And it's all part of the Blue Flag program as well, is that the, the beach and the bathing water is safe for everybody um, when they're swimming there. So yeah. And what would be the harmful effects of the algae bloom if swimmers yeah. did continue to go in there? Yeah. Now, what are like the risks? 
going back over the years, not in recent years, I haven't heard, but, you know, some animals can get sick and they can die, which is kind of what what we hear in the environment section. You might get a call in to say that there is a problem and a dog got sick at a particular location and died. Um, for humans, they say rashes could be the main the main kind of um, reaction that humans have, but they can also get sick as well and nauseous and you know, it, it depends on how much is ingested and all that. Like you wouldn't want to be swallowing it now or anything. But um, yeah, yeah, so you can get sick from it. Yes. Yeah, so. And would it be, you know, I'm just thinking of fish. Yeah. And and bird life on yeah. the lake. Um, would it have detrimental effects on those? Yeah. So I mean, if there is a bloom, it means that there's nutrients in the lake. There's nitrogen and phosphorus going into the lake, and uh, a bloom kind of, you know, the the algae is forming, and as part of that process, the, it takes up oxygen. So at its worst, it can cause a fish kill. You know, it, it just indicates a problem. It's pollution in, in the lake, essentially. And and when there is pollution, it creates algal blooms in it and it has knock-on consequences to the oxygen levels. So, um, you know, it can, it, it's it's not good for, call it the biodiversity within within yeah. the lake. Yeah. And I presume, like, all pollution, I suppose there's a variety of sources of this of this pollution. There is. these blooms there is yeah it, and it's and, and often like Loch Derg, it's it's a big yeah, big huge, catchment yeah. you know yes. it's a big catchment area and um and within like the the catchment areas there's all these what you know the EPA will call it water bodies kind of it's kind of broken down into smaller smaller sections so there's different kind of pressures attributed to the to the various water bodies around the catchment area um, but yeah, it, it it can range from you know this it's called pressures. There's different pressures, so the pressures would be, you know, because Loch Turg is so vast, it'll probably include all the pressures. So you've got like you know, the farming, the the forestry, and you've got like single use domestic wastewater treatment plants or septic tanks and poor functioning percolation areas, and and all that you know it all kind of comes together and and can create a problem in mm. in in the lake. Yeah. And of course, Loch Derg. I mean, you mentioned the catchment area. It's yeah. right down the spine of the country it is, because yeah. it's, it's starting in where Midlands, the Quilka Mountains yeah. in Cavan, yeah. Yeah. and it's it's all the way down. So all the way it can down. come from anywhere, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it'll all end up in Loch Derg eventually. And it will, like I suppose, yeah. Look, it's, it's it's a huge, huge catchment, and I, I think Loch Derg has been given like just different levels given to lakes in terms of the nutrients mm. that are in them. And what's called oligotrophic is kind of the lower level of nutrients, whereas Loch Derg has been given a classification, kind of mid-classification of mesotrophic. It hasn't reached the eutrophic level, um, whereas if, if it's at eutrophic, you're probably getting the really bad, bad blooms on a constant level. But like we had these, where will we have in, in Loch Derg, I don't know if you heard of them, the zebra mussels, mm. and they're an invasive species. Um, but like the knock on, you know, there has been a positive to having them in the lake in that they have been filter feeding, kind of keeping the lake clean. They've been eating this this algae up, filtering it out of the water. So that that's kind of kept the the blooms and, you know, and the bacteria at bay, essentially, um, for in recent yeah. years. Do yeah. weather conditions uh, contribute to the presence of it or is it independent of, of, of all weather conditions? Can it happen at any time? Yeah, like it, it, it seems that over over the summer period, there's a natural build up. OK, and, you know, like if the weather is bad, it kind of keeps it at bay. But we, we generally find and, and as the summer progresses, there's more of a risk of the bloom occurring. And um, 
And like when the weather gets good, particularly towards the end of August or September, it is at a, at a higher risk of, of a bloom occurring. And the laboratory team are very much aware of that because they'll be looking, as I said, they'll be looking at the flecks in the water and they'll be keeping an eye on things. They'll have, have a fair good idea that it could be at risk of, of an algal bloom. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly weather can. And like you can imagine as well at a lake shore where you know, the water isn't as deep and yeah. the weather is warmer and you know, the, the water is warmer and the wind, the, you know, it's just kind of heat and nutrients and it can just bring it to the top as well. Like, you know, so you'll often see it. You'll often see it around the shoreline or at the corner of a pier, that kind of kind of really like, yeah, yeah. yeah kind Does of it happen in, in seawater or is it just fresh water? Um, look, it happens in seawater as well. Yeah, we've had reports of that off, off the West Coast. And, you you know, you'd wonder why, but obviously, look, it's there. there is like algae in seawater as well. And when conditions are right, it can bloom. So we've had um, occurrences in recent years reported into us in, in yeah. the environment section of it occurring. My in initial introduction well. to algal blooms was, yeah. uh, you know, I'd be a family member, my wife involved in organising the swimming lessons annually. Obviously, Mount Shannon has mm-hmm. them and I don't know, obviously other places, Loch Rainey. And uh, there's a good bit of voluntary work involved in organising the instructors and getting all the certification and everything else ready, but um, mm. and making sure they're there and finances and that. But uh, they used to dread any thought of algal blooms because halfway through the, the week or the fortnight, um, you know, uh, if there was any speck of anything, they'd be panicked in case that they have to cancel everything or, you know, the HSE would come out and change it or whatever. So, uh, Mostly, it didn't happen, thankfully, but uh, there certainly was a fear of it that with all the work they had involved in putting in, in organising the swimming lessons, that, um, the water safety lessons, I should say, um, that algae blooms might impinge. So currently, there's a, an issue anyway in Loch Derg, uh, Karen. Yeah, so currently there is an issue in Loch Derg. Um, I can't remember the exact dates, but now Two Mile Gate was it three weeks ago at this stage, Mount Shannon last week. Um, so basically what, what happens is, okay, so when there is, there is a bloom, um, the, the laboratory team in Clare County Council, they initially they do daily inspections to see it, to see, see what the algal bloom is like and, and is, it, um, is it improving. So over the weekend, I think it was, oh gosh, was it two weeks ago in Two Mile Gate and the weather was really, really good. So they were out on a Saturday checking it and um just to see what it was like and I was like look the weather's going to continue to be to be good for the next few days so bearing that in mind you know, together with the HSC they would have decided that that um, it was high risk of continual bloom so then a, a bathing pro- or prohibition would be in place so then the following week then they check it they checked it for the last two weeks and then Mount Shannon kind of came into Mount Shannon as well so they check it for chlorophyll and they also check it, a visual check, but they also take samples and they check under the micro- microscope to see if the actual blue-green algae is there. So they would have done daily checks and they're, they're seeing a reduction. So basically, in order for the um, band to be lifted, you need to have two clear samples over a seven-day period. So they're going to be doing their second sample next week. So we're hoping that it'll be it'll be yeah. clear next week, and then that the ban will be lifted in both the locations. Just to ask you, where does it go when it when, when when it when it is clear? What happens to it? Well, it still remains in the lake, and like literally, as I was saying about those flecks, it just kind of goes into the water column and it works away. It's just not blooming anymore. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But like as I said, it can be 
blooming in other locations in the lake that you wouldn't see so it can get blown in it moves around so that, that's what happened I think it might have been in Mount Shannon it, it, I think it was brought in to the shoreline from, from, from the lake itself so it's and it's yeah. only when when it is brought in like that that uh, let's say a swimming yeah. restriction yeah. would be put in place put in place yes it has to be monitored the lifeguards are really good at identifying it as well so yeah, they, sure. they they keep an eye on things as well so they're Maybe very much aware of 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 what it's like it's the danger the temporary crowd are blowing it over towards the but it's a whole lake like you can't yeah. say it's just in clear it's just yeah, in temporary but, said, yeah. but, but the trend is is that you know when you hear it happening on the temporary side we're on the immediate alert as well that oh yeah. gosh this She's is coming down the line it's the, it's the yeah. let's call it the downturn in the weather over the last week yeah would that be yeah. good it yeah. would yeah it does break it, it up yeah. it, it does break I mean it's common sense really like when the rain is hitting it and the wind and everything and it's moving it around and Brace you don't it. you don't have kind of the stagnant areas or not the stagnant areas but kind of you know more shallow kind of not, they're not moving mm. as much the water isn't moving as much how do our lakes generally and I know this is a broad statement yeah. how, how do they rate in terms of let's say even internationally <coughs> or whatever are, are our lakes in a poor state are they in a relatively healthy state um, I'm not fully knowledgeable now on the entire mm. detail around the water quality, but I know that nationally that Ireland would have really good high quality where the water was good. It had really good high water quality areas, particularly, you know, upstream of any kind of catchment areas. Um, and the the EPA catchments team, there's an EPA catchments team within the EPA and they... Um, the you know one of the main goals of the on the water quality side is that to protect these areas as well. So as well as improve areas where which are showing signs of pollution, there is a program to protect high water quality status water bodies. Um, but like I I think the challenge is is that you know that the, an improvement isn't being seen with all. And there, there, there's the the water community office has been put in place, and you have the EPA catchments team. You've got catchment scientific team within Clare County Council as well. So it's not, you know, the improvements aren't being being seen yet. Yeah, and I suppose it's not just people who live close to the lake no, that yeah. are causing the problem, or or factors beside the lake yeah it can yeah. be a good ways away oh that's and and that's where you think of it as a catchment and you know you yeah. could be living 20 30 40 miles away and still impacting on on Loch Derg. so that's why it's really important that that everybody you know if you have particularly if you have your own sing your own domestic wastewater treatment plant um, that you're looking after properly, you're maintaining it and you're servicing it. If you have a septic tank, you're you're emptying it regularly, and for your percolation areas, that you're minding those as well. That you're emptying emptying your septic tank to make sure it doesn't, you know, affect your percolation area and all that. And you know, and the, and the farmers then are required to comply with the good agriculture practice regulations, so that they they play their part as well. And anybody who has, like, even, you know, if if your house is serviced by uh, by a public wastewater treatment plant, that you're you're doing your bit there as well. Like, you're not putting down wet wipes down into the toilet and putting unnecessary volumes of chemicals down. You know, that all affects um, the treatment process. So everybody has has a part to to play in terms of protecting our, our water quality. Yeah, I mean. It's a broad issue, isn't it? We know it is, yeah. There's a, there's a, obviously, there's a movement now in general with, with all the issues of pollution and global warming and everything else that we would 
obviously have less chemicals in our homes and yeah, that's it, yeah. chemi- you know more natural Across, methods yeah, of yeah. cleaning etc 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 so I suppose everybody can contribute wherever you live Absolutely. to healthier water systems and that's, and that's I think that's the important message um, today is that we can all play our part yeah okay Karen listen great to have you in thank you and great to have it um, you know directly from Clare County Council because lots of things go around and you know people wonder and nobody's sure but it's great to have it so we know exactly what it is what to look out for and what to avoid as well yeah yeah great thanks Jim (laughs) okay okay Karen Foley from Clare County Council many thanks thank you